0: First, wash all the car, then wax. wax. Well, what do I have to wash that that that? Car? Remember, dear, no question.
1: Yeah, but uh... I... Right.
0: <laughs> wax on, right hand. Wax off, left hand. Wax on, wax off. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Wax on, wax off. Don't forget to breathe, very important. Wax on, wax off, wax on.
1: Asalaamu alaikum guys, welcome to episode 2 of the Bahath podcast, Wax Lyrical. You're here with me, Isa, and our other host, Muhammad. Uh,
0: what are we going to be talking about today, Muhammad? Oh, um, so we thought it would be interesting to um, cover our experience at university um, and look at the different experiences we had uh and try and talk a little bit about The whole university life perhaps for someone who's interested in going to university or they have some concerns about it or maybe some people want to reflect on their experiences yeah because you know the university um that three three or
1: four years that you spend they're they're quite transformative right i mean they're not just um you don't you don't go in and come out the same person like i think there's always some type of um change that happens Mm mm-hmm and uh, I mean, it's interesting. What do you think about yourself from first year and then how, like, how you came out of university after three years there?
0: I, I was thinking this, about this for a while. I'm not sure if um, the institution changed me or whether the people that I met at the institution changed me, hmm. if you get what I mean. Hmm. Like the academia, did that really affect me in any way? Especially since we were doing um, humanities, we were covering humanities. Yeah. Yeah um but i mean uh, going back to to the beginning uh when we first joined so we both came from a college background right yeah college background so how do you think because there's a difference between someone someone who's gone to sixth form and coming to uni and someone who's coming from college yeah for sure yeah you know
1: why i think because like when you're in a college it's it's more like a university yeah because you're you know there's there's literally like 2000 students there within that college they're all doing you know whatever their own um science or whatever mm-hmm. and like everyone's doing their own thing whereas yeah. in a sixth form i think it's much more like compact you you might have already done what your four years of uh yeah. secondary school with these guys and now you're going to two more years with them and things like that i think it's to be honest if,
0: in terms of experience i'd say college is better i you definitely know? think so i mean people have their opinions about I remember, like, the first lecture we ever had at uni, uh, someone raised their hand up and they were like, uh, Miss, can I go to the toilet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You, that's the thing.
1: That's what happens. Like, you, <clears throat> even if you go to college, you're, you're still in a mentality because university, I mean, even though it's quite similar to colleges and quite different from six forms, Mm-hmm you're still going into something that is very much different from anything that is a levels yeah you know what i mean i mean i mean in college everyone was my age yeah you go into your first class in university and people can be like from 50 to 18 do you know what i mean it's crazy like just that and like people's viewpoints is different across the board Like and I I think that's one of the things that when you go into first year of university, that's probably one of the things that you. um,
0: I think it's a challenge. You reckon it's a challenge though. Did Did you go into university with any idea of what's what's coming ahead of you? No, not
1: really. To be honest, I mean, because I mean, for me, I, I. i i wasn't really focused on school i mean i didn't really do that well and i didn't focus a lot so for me i didn't have these um these great expectations i didn't even want to really go to university and it's quite ironic now because i'm doing a master's so you know i'm like i've prolonged that but um for me i didn't have any expectations because i just i never looked at it you know because when you're in college, you kind of you're doing your own thing, and you you kind of get lost in that concept of like this is just I'm gonna be like this, even though it's only two years,
0: you know. What about you? What do you feel? In terms of finding your feet in the first year, I mean, you're getting used to the whole. I mean, personally for me, you're getting used to the whole like. A lot of the a lot of the people there are 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 finally getting their freedom. Yeah, <clears throat> especially the, the people that come from, like, from from a Muslim background, or, or oh yeah, 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 that kind of thing. So there's a lot of like excitement in the air.
1: No, but you're you know what you you're actually right because I mean I know it's you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna lie right coming from a kind of um, conservative background and then being put in that situation where like oh my god there's like a whole bunch of freedom now. That that and that like that made first year problematic for me, you know, because you're tr- you're right, you're trying to find your feet.
0: In terms of finding your feet, you you you're getting a lot of freedom as soon as you're starting your first year of uni. You're not you're not gonna get involved in the, in the freshest parties and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, it's like it's like what do you do with that freedom, what do you do with this independence. If you're taking like a student loan, you're getting like. The, unless you've had like a really good job before, you're getting like the most amount of money you've ever received on on a four month basis. You're getting like this amount of money you've never had before, and of course your grades don't count, do they? Either, no, yeah.
1: for For most people, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, would, how
1: did you think you dealt with that? I rem- <clears throat> I remember the first thing, um, you know, when they have freshers' fair, right? Mm-hmm. And they have all the uh, different societies. Yeah. The first thing I did was actually I went to the the I um uh, table thing. And um, to be honest, I wasn't really sure what I was looking. I, you know, I think for me, like ever since secondary school, it's all like when talking in terms of like um, finding friends and things like that in a new environment, it's all about comfort. And so for me, I'm gonna feel the most comfortable around Muslims and like dudes who look like me, right? Which, you know, obviously you should be reaching more, but um, I was a bit lazy in that regard. So. I I was looking for that. I was I wasn't looking for the other. I was looking for someone who looked like me mm. so that I would have some type of comfort. Because you know another one of the things for me was that um my older brother, um mm. we'd been in the same school ever since we were kids. Yeah. Even in college we were in the same um school. Yeah. And so now I was in a different place. I didn't have anyone to fall back on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So now I have to like for me, it was absolutely like, oh, my God, like, everything I have to do by myself. And so that's why I was looking for, like, the, the Muslims and trying to see, like, okay, are these guys going to, you know, we're going to be chill. Do you know um, what I mean? So I think that's kind of how I dealt with that. Um,
0: you, I mean, yeah. You touched upon the Islamic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you find the Islamic society? Uh, like list, I mean, I think they were different. We had different experiences every single year because the yeah. the emir changes. Yeah, um, our room, like prayer room area, changed over the years. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So how did you find that? Um, to be honest,
1: I think like in first year, it was in a different building, um, and it was like, it wasn't like a great prayer room. Like the the partition was a bunch of like, like um, you know, signboards. You know, between in in the middle of the room for the women's side and the men's side. And like uh, it wasn't like a like a very fantastic room with facilities and all that. But it was quite homely, you know, like they had a kettle there. They used to everyone used to chill in there. You know, they had like a little um, like a little seating place in front of a window. Do you remember that? little seating place and then like people used to just sleep there sometimes there the a curtain yeah because there was a curtain in front of it yeah i know it was nice it had like raggo like random like rugs just, all over the floor yeah you know and it was kind of it was, it was a bit rustic so to speak do you know what i mean quaint yeah it was not it was quaint um and i th- i felt in that
0: there was more of a community do you think maybe that was to do with the leadership
1: Okay, I I mean I don't wanna
0: like uh, dig on
1: any of the like later head brothers, but I honestly think in our first year that head brother was probably the best. Yeah. Mainly because I felt that he was the he was one of the ones who had who was the most studied. He yeah. had he had studied the most. And um I mean,
0: you know it's weird because Islamic Yeah,
1: Islamically I mean. But you know it's weird because um when I when I used to look at him I mean, even though what, he must be like two years older than me at that point,
0: yeah maybe more i' yeah.
1: I think he was actually just two years older than me oh, okay. and I used to feel that like he's like thirty five and I'm like ten yeah you know just be I just felt there was this huge gap and i th- and I think that there should be this kind of um feeling because it it breeds mentorship, yeah, Do you know what I mean because it allows him to act like that big brother. And that's kind of what you're looking for at university because you're trying to look for... In in a head brother, I feel that you're trying to look for um, an older brother. You're trying to look for a guy who's there who you can just go to and talk to about um, anything. Do you know what I mean? I think there was a presence.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There was was definitely that. Um, Okay, so we talked a little bit about uh, the first year and kind of like the first year experience of the society Islamic society um how did you feel like your experience changed as you went into the second year of university <laughs> that yeah do you think okay you know how like when you when you were um Secondary school it yeah. was like Oh yeah 9 was the best year That was mad sick yeah. Like we, 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 Oh yeah 7 was sick But like Yeah, yeah 10 was dead Yeah yeah, yeah. What do you think Was the best year for you First year, second year third year?
1: Oh uh, definitely Second year
0: More than mm. third year
1: Oh actually You know what that's a, that's a good point It might It might just be Third year But do you know why It might have been Third year Because um, I actually really enjoyed Doing a dissertation the ability to do a research topic and you know Mm -hmm. you know you had that i felt much more like a student in third year yeah i mean there were modules i enjoyed in second year and things like that but um like i met one of our really good friends in third year yeah and you know we spent a lot of time in the library just like semi like just goofing around and semi actually doing work and we had like good conversations right yeah do you remember like we would actually do like like you'd engage in more things so i think third year i think third year because of just what it offered
0: i think um it would be second year was good third year was better simply because of friendships yeah, um, and I think if anybody is thinking of going to university, when you leave, you're gonna realize that the best thing that you get out of it is uh, meeting new people. Um, the academia is good, depending on what institution you go to, but that's not that's not the main uh, that's not the main benefit you're gonna get. You're gonna you really can you'll develop your character. You're gonna meet new people, and they're gonna shape the way you think. Mm. Um, so, I, I personally enjoyed the final year. I think that's because you've developed so much and then you're finally in your, your final stages, the pressure's on, and you have your, your your friendship group around you for support.
1: Yeah, because that's what, like in your third year, that's when you have like your, like, these are gonna, these are my,
0: like, these are my mm-hmm. friends. And also the fact that I kind of like the way it's structured. First year, nothing matters. Second year, tiny bit matters. Well, mm-hmm. in, in our case. So ours yeah. was 0% first year, 20% second year, mm-hmm. yeah, and then the remainder. Yeah. You finally get to the final stage and your third year and you've been waiting for three years to actually do something substantial and then you and then and then you, you have to get to work. Yeah. I kind of like that pressure.
1: Yeah. I mean it's 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 a good pressure as well. And it and it um you kinda do see the the fruits of your labor at that point because you do realize that within that those prior two years, you've actually been doing stuff. Even though even if you might feel that like, oh my god, man, I just like I haven't been doing anything for two years. You realize in your third year, like you've, I think you've established the tools that you need to progress further in life. And, you know, I'm talking about in like, in terms of the workplace and things like that. But because like you, now you have like, um, your set group of friends, like you're not likely to meet someone halfway into third year. And this guy's going to become your best friend. Yeah. Right. You're by third year. You're going to be like, Oh my God. Like, these are all my dudes, you know what I mean? You feel
0: established.
1: Yeah, you feel established. And in your academic practice, you know what you're doing. And then um within like your, you know, wider social, you know, aspects, you, you you're able to succeed in those as well. I think that's the
0: benefit of third year. Okay, so I have a, a, a interesting question. We talked about making friends. Mm. How do I learn this? Did you find yourself making friends with people um who are not muslims and right if not why what okay okay so for me it was um and this is not to say that it's wrong to do either way yeah I'm just like I think for, personally
1: yeah this is like in my own like situation I think it was just that because because of like the things I was studying and my the kind of um my area of study like i because outside of university as well i had started like um studying other things like i started studying arabic and i started studying um uh, more substantial islamic sciences as well as a side thing Mm -hmm. so within our friendship circle that's that was kind of that's kind of the um you know the 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 kind of things that we talk about anyway we talk Mm -hmm. about you know things like arabic and islam and things like that But um, I, I think for me The reason I couldn't Like have It's not that I didn't want friends From like Who aren't Muslim Or things like that I think it's just that I couldn't connect with people anymore And that's not a good thing To be honest Yeah Because you know An integral part of that was That like You need to be able to connect with people Otherwise you can't You literally You're just stuck You know So I think for me That was the Maybe a bit of a problem The fact that my interest area was smaller. Yeah. And then even then, right, like I would still be interested in things like um like Western philosophy
0: and things like that. But you know Well you know what I realized like, what I realized uh what we were doing a lot is that um okay so we, we were both studying uh, um a subject based around politics and yeah. like, international relations. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we would do, we'd go into like a lecture mm. and then mm talk about like I don't know Jeremy Bentham. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, the lecturer would like tell us all about his ideas and stuff. And then we'd walk out and be like, Yeah, isn't that like, something like that you know that point that he made? Yeah, that's like, kinda of like that hadith that, like, Yeah, said, yeah, that. yeah. And then right? we just like we trying to like we try to like um um what's the word? Yeah. Let it sit in our mind. Uh it I guess we'd compare it to Islam and, yeah. like critique it. And, yeah. And then we'd also have we'd we'd have that like, this like five minutes of just discussing it from an Islamic perspective. Yeah, I think that that's all we used to do, right? Yeah. We used to just, <clears throat> everything
1: was just from the viewpoint of Islam and what was like any type of um, like utilitarianism, right? Classic Bentham idea, right? Yeah. The idea that everyone should just do everything that makes them happy.
0: Yeah.
1: We would just be like, well, is this correct Islamically? <laughs> is this applicable within the deen? Yeah. And I think that's where it's kind of like, um, actually, yeah. Do you actually, think that was like a defensive thing? I, I think so, you know, because to this day, I still do that. Because now, like doing my master's, sometimes they talk about aspects of Islam, which I feel are slightly Orientalist in like viewpoint. Yeah. Um, And I'm just in my head, I'm just constantly like, no, well, Islam is not like that, how you say it is. Or even like, um, because part of it is also the Middle East, right? So when they talk about the Middle East, I'm always like, oh. But in Islam or in the Sharia or, you yeah. know, something like that, I, I still do that in my head. Everything, I just like, Islam, Islam, does this apply within the deen? Or like, what are the rulings about this within the deen? And things like that. I think And I think that's what's kind of um, pushed us away from being able to properly connect with non-Muslim, like our fellow classmates who are non-Muslim. Yeah. Because
0: we everything we do, we're always just trying to relate it back to Islam. Because at the end of the day no matter how interesting we find Adam Smith or uh, or or Locke or or, like Hobbes or something or Machiavelli or whatever we're never gonna we're never gonna like fawn over their ideas like
1: Mm.
0: oh it's so interesting that we sit down and have a discussion about this guy Mm. because we always find that element of Bartil in them yeah and so uh, and so I'm not gonna go down uh, sit down with another classmate who doesn't share the same views with me Mm. and, and and build a connection over Somebody, I mean, the, I guess you can, you can, right? I mean, you
1: can easily just like if you're learning, I mean, if you actually, you know, sit in class and learn, yeah, and like you can easily talk to someone about, um, the like Machiavelli's The Prince or something like that, and you can spend that whole time not relating it to Islam. But I think with us, as in like our friendship group, I think it's become a thing of like. I don't want to talk about anything other than Islam. (laughs) Right? I don't know. Maybe you don't feel... I mean, that's just... That's how I feel, you know? I mean, like, it's not like we don't talk about other things. Like, we talk about politics all the time, right? Specifically, like, Middle Eastern politics. But um, there's always some aspect of, like, what does the dean say about this subject? Or how does this relate back to the dean, And that's kind of the... The thing that just like Unfortunately Kind of draws us away From other people Because even now When I talk to non-Muslims I actually talk to them About the deen
0: Yeah But the thing is I'm like you But I wouldn't talk to them About the deen So I, I don't want I don't want to talk to them This is getting really deep About like I think that's just bad <laughs> <laughs> no, no I mean it's not bad I mean but like No but I wouldn't go into that area if I to talk about Something completely different What? Just oh like, with them Yeah Like what
1: Yeah See that's the thing You know what it is For me It's like I don't know What else am I going to talk to Anyone about You know I've, I've come to this point Where it's like I feel like I don't know anything Like If you actually think about it And that's kind of like An, an intellectual fallacy Because you're You're We've like You kind of end up Just reducing yourself Because there are things That we can talk about Like What's up with that climate change, man? That's crazy. Yeah. You know?
0: Or like, but then again in the Qur'an. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just like, what
1: you end up doing.
0: Yeah, you know? seriously. Like, if we ha- if we were to have a really deep conversation about climate change, at the end of the day, it'd be like... What does Allah say in the Qur'an about it? What does Allah say about the
1: fact that we're khulafa? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it just ends up always being that. And maybe, I don't... Okay, I think it's... You know, alhamdulillah,
0: it's a good thing in terms of us. But, but I think I don't, we don't want the, the listeners to think that we're just like this. We're definitely not like these super pious people that constantly talk about Islam. But our political mind is centered around the idea of yeah. Islam, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. values uh, and morals that that is supposed to, yeah, that, that being a Muslim, uh, me, should be right. right? Just, so, so yeah. that's the reason why it's not that that. Like, oh my God, we're like super you're pious. Talking like... about Islam and stuff, yeah. Just to make that clear.
1: That's just... That's how we were raised, I guess. You know? Because I know for both of us, we come from, like, quite traditional backgrounds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, we've had, like, set established traditions and, like, you know, things that we've done and the way we've been taught as kids, you know? So I think
0: that's what it, it is for us. Like, looking back at, like, political commentary in your house, yeah, there's always that tinge of yeah oh, the, don't worry but don't worry allah yeah, says this yeah you know uh, the muslims will always have this yeah something like that
1: i mean even if it's just as subtle as just saying inshallah yeah. there's there's, a, there, there's meaning behind saying it they're not just saying inshallah like you know just classically oh dad are we going to disney world inshallah <laughs> and you know you're never going to go to disney world it's an inshallah as in like there's a hope in it alright mm-hmm. um and i think that's kind of like the That's just the background that you we've been raised with, and like I don't I like this is the thing right if you're a Muslim and you've not had that kind of upbringing, I don't think that you should be like worried that you're not constantly talking about Islam. Do you know what I mean? Because I like I feel that some like younger people or maybe just some Muslims in general they might get worried that like oh my god maybe i'm not a good muslim because like i don't know everything about islam or i don't talk about islam 24 7 yeah do you know what i mean but like you're like the deen isn't just about like talking about islam yeah. you know it's just about being good and talking and speaking good you know as long as you're not like i can't even think of something bad like doing something like talking about like Something bad, <laughs> right? I mean you're 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 fine, you know, you're good. And especially at university, this okay, see so now this is one of the things that can happen within that ISOC structure. Right? You're within the ISOC structure, and now obviously you're only gonna be talking about Islam. And if you talk about something other than Islam, sometimes within the ISOC structure it can be seen as like, oh, why is why is he talking about something else? Do you know what I mean? In what way? Like, okay, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Like one time I was reading this book. I was just reading a book in in the in the ISO. Right? And um, while I was reading this book, this brother comes up to me and he's like, oh, what are you reading? And I was like, oh, it's just this book. And he was like, oh, do you know what's a better book? I was like, what? He's like, the Quran. I was like, I mean, yeah. But I mean, like, I'm just reading this book at the moment. Like, there's nothing wrong with... Just reading a book, but you see what I mean. You're not doing something that is absolutely connected to Islam, and so because of that, you've just like you people within the isoc structure have now just like you know made you feel awkward about it. And see, that's a problem. You know, that's that's kind of a problem with with it within that. You don't you don't have the um, the uh, the um, the uh, you you can't express yourself anymore, and that. That's why I think that's something that needs to change within ISOC structures, within universities. We should be able to be ourselves within goodness. I mean, it wasn't like I was reading something dodgy, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean when I, when I talk about that. Like, I don't know if you've experienced that, but that's something that I've experienced within the ISOC structure. And this is something that should be addressed by head brothers and just people, anyone who goes to the ISOC. Not everyone is going to be like them. People won't even know how to pray sometimes. People don't know how to do wudu. People might just be new Muslims, might be reverts, might be converts, might be, you know, all types of things. You just need to, I mean, that's part of da'wah, right? You need to be able to engage with those people like as they are. You can't engage with them as you want them to be. You know what I mean? And I think that, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know, Have you, do you reckon you've seen, like felt that within, within um, young Muslim structures? This idea of like everything
0: should definitely be about Islam in everything it's a deep question <laughs> I th- okay if I was to um, list one um, criticism of of um, Islamic societies it would be that they often become extremely clicky mm. you know we were doing uh, I, I recently did an, an article on um on uh, a Muslim sorority yeah which is like how do you explain the sorority just it's like
1: a, it's a society it's a society right. of,
0: it's, it's like a closed society um, That that's um, it requires certain things of you before you can enter the society yeah um, and it's a, like an American tradition yeah we don't really have them here um, and she, this woman started a Muslim sorority you can check it out on the website if you want I think it's like the third third slide on the homepage, page um and she had the same issue with the msa which Mm. is the equivalent of of islamic society in america she said they become uh, that islamic society has become extremely clicky um and closed um and it's very difficult to enter into the into the like the the structure of the authority yeah It's For some strange reason, and it's amazing that someone across the pond in America has the same issues that the Muslims in the UK have. Yeah. Um, Even to the point where you're volunteering and you're saying, like, I have this background in media, I have this background in website management, I can do social media, I have have experience in Photoshop and Mm. whatever. I was like, I'm I'm volunteering myself forward Mm. if you need any help. Uh, And it seems like you're hitting a brick wall. Yeah, I mean...
1: Do you reckon that's just with all power structures, though, or specifically
0: like like isoc structures are like like this? Here's my take on it. I think the the, the environment that we are in in the West, where Muslims are like demonized and like and there's a there's an inferiority complex, right? Hmm. When you when you, t- when you take when you take when you take these groups of Muslims and you put them into an Islamic society, yeah. Where they are the they are the, all of a sudden this guy called Iqbal mm. yeah he's the he he gets the position of authority in 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 the in the, in the Islamic society yeah I don't know man do you know what, I, I I don't I don't want to maybe
1: it's trust to... you know you can't uh, maybe within because of like you want to seem a certain way. To non-Muslims, or you want to seem a certain way to the university, so you're you're only gonna employ people that you trust, and that's only that's gonna mean that your circle is very closed off. I mean, like the way they do, um, like, do like okay, do you know how they choose a new head brother in like in the undergrad, ISOC? Do you know how they choose a new head brother?
0: Is it like Bayar or something? Exactly, no one knows you don't know i don't know i know some places the place where you're doing a master's at right now yeah they do voting
1: yeah which is which is fine you know okay but like if you if you have if the people have no idea like who their head brother is i like for example I've been to ISOCs where, like, I'm like, okay, where's who's the head brother? Like, yeah. and no
0: one knows who he is. That's a problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And when, do you Do you remember, like, we come in for the first year, we know the head brother. Second year, I was, we 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 have to like, second year and third year, we were actively seeking out who the head brother, who's the head brother, who's the head brother. The head brother. Oh, that guy, that guy with he looks like this. That guy, yeah, I was like that guy. And we were trying to figure out who the head brother was. And you know what's
1: interesting? Even if you're just a little bit out of of that ISOC clique,
0: yeah,
1: they're gonna like you're not going to know anything that goes on within the ISOC. Yeah. For example, like we were just a little bit outside of that ISOC, that giant ISOC clique. And, you know, they just tell us a bunch of names and like, they're like, oh, you don't know who this is. You don't know who so-and-so is. And like, no, I don't know who so-and-so is. Like, can you point him out to me? And it's like, oh, he's the one who's got a beard and he's tall. (laughs) Dude, that's everyone. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're kind of excluded and it's kind of like seen as you're like weird for not being in that clique. It's like, this is another problem within the ISOC structure is that if you have friends outside of the ISOC structure, yeah. it's like, oh, why does he have friends outside the ISOC structure? His friends should all be here. They should all be Muslims. They should all be here.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, I think we are on some type of gray zone because our our like friendship group, was kind of outside of the general ISOC thing, but we were
0: always like going to ISOC events and things like that. Yeah, and to make it to make it a bit clearer, it was like, um, alhamdulillah, we were there for every salah. Yeah. Every jamaah, yeah. we tried to be there. Yeah. Every uh, event. Okay, maybe we didn't. Uh, Maybe we could have attended the events a bit more, but we did attend the big ones, right? Yeah, the big events we'd go to. Yeah, and there was still some sense of like being locked down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's and it's weird
1: because, like, okay, that's all well and good for us, you know, because we we can we can we can live with that. But what if like new Muslims or Muslims who are, who are not new, but you know they they're rediscovering their faith? That's a very good know? point. Do you know what I mean? because like like some sometimes it can feel like like even some of the jokes that they make right so like i like i remember a lot of the jokes were kind of like asian based as in like they'd you know be urdu based jokes or things like that right now i i remember a guy a white muslim guy and he couldn't relate because he was like, well, everyone's talking about some situation that I've never experienced, and I'm a new Muslim. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to interact with them. He stopped coming to the ISOC, Mm -hmm. you know? And to the point, right, where some brothers said, oh, no, he apostatized. Like, Ijeeb. He and I know for a fact he didn't. (laughs) He's he's still a Muslim. He just didn't feel comfortable within the I S O C structure. And see, that's the problem. Where if someone doesn't come to the I S O C anymore, or like you apostatized, like oh, like are you serious? Like Mm. that's crazy, you know. And not to like absolutely dish on the I S O C because you know, Alhamdulillah, they did a lot of good work. They did a lot for people. The dawah stalls, the The engagement with the university itself the fact that
0: you have a place to pray
1: exactly five
0: times a day you know it's a
1: blessed thing it's a beautiful thing but we have to be able to criticize our structures so that we can improve yeah you know it's so important because we can't let new muslims feel or muslims re-engaging with the faith feel that like i have nowhere to go or i don't fit in with these people yeah you know then you know, especially at university, when you're discovering yourself, you're literally discovering yourself and who you are and what yeah. it takes, like, that's when it's like, you know, you have to be, you know, on the board.
0: You've, you've had the experience of, um, being at multiple universities. Hmm. Do you think that this is a one-off thing? To be honest, No.
1: I've seen it in other universities too, yeah. yeah, this clique structure honestly um i I understand the intention the intention behind it is good, where they're trying to like you know this whole brotherhood sisterhood thing,
0: yeah
1: um but I think oftentimes that it just it ends up being um, a bit negative. I'll give you an example, right? Say you are a Muslim who prescribes to a different you know idea, right. Um, that doesn't uh, match with the ISOC you're not ever going to be able to connect with the ISOC properly I've seen that many many a time Um, just not even because like oh they won't welcome you they might welcome you but eventually within that group you'll see that they they it's our way or the highway I've and I've noticed
0: that you know oh I, I, again, I, I think that's, that may well be true, but there's points where you don't even get to know someone well enough to understand, like, oh, the, people have been like ostracized, and they don't even know the 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 background of of the said person. Hmm. So it's not even a, a thing about oh that guy's is spooky. Yeah. It's just you haven't got to know the guy to know.
1: Yeah.
0: You know there was a, a friend of ours. Who's who prays with his hands on the on his sides in the, the, the Maliki position, right? Yeah, the Sadr. The sadal, yeah. And so people don't pray behind him because they think he's a Shia. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. But if you actually spoke there was a noise. <laughs> but but if you actually spoke to him, you'd it would be it would you would understand. I think
1: I mean that's just the lack of that's a lack of education and it's a lack of wanting to learn i mean i mean without dropping like a hadith on podcasts right i mean mm. the prophet salam, literally said seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every muslim do you know what i mean mm. and seeking knowledge is not like you know running to timbuktu and like living in the desert wearing you know one cloth wrapped around you
0: like you can seek knowledge but just put some effort into it seeking, term is a, seeking knowledge is a long term solution but if you were able to interact with the person the person would be able to educate you in, in that second, second. Yeah, you're excuse right. me brother yeah what is that yeah oh i'm doing this because of this yeah oh okay i see mm. you're actually not that you're this yeah I mean, it's it's
1: i mean even it's not an issue. i mean even with regards to like um um Like, even if the guy was a Shia, you know, and it's a Sunni guy praying behind him, like, or it's a Shia and he's praying behind a Sunni guy, right? Like, this is, like, a huge dilemma within, like, young Muslim communities where Sunnis and Shias don't actually know how to interact with each other. I mean, disagree. By all means, you have every right to, right? But don't lose your adab you know, your manners in, like, how you interact with each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because even, okay, at the most extreme, extreme point where you're like, oh, he's a non-Muslim, you're still not meant to act bad towards people who aren't Muslim. Let's forget the fact that, you know, this whole, that point of, like, calling someone a non-Muslim, but, like, you can't even act bad with non muslims So why are you acting bad with this guy because you think he's a non-Muslim? Even though most likely he's a Muslim, and you just made a huge mistake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just a very, like a very basic thing that everyone should just like grasp, or should like try to engage with. It's just manners, you know. Just manners. Just be like, just be nice,
0: you know. Just be nice to people. I mean, it's not that hard. We've kind of diverted from the original, of this podcast. A little bit, (laughs) but yeah, there's no problem with it, man. I think we're covering interesting topics anyway an interesting an interesting point um so on the topic of the islamic society uh how do you how did you find events and Mm. bearing in mind that we have been to different universities around london and we have attended other events as well
1: yeah
0: i have been to like quite a few um how did you find events in what, in,
1: like, in what regard? Like, in terms yeah. of how they organized it or, like, who they brought in or what they spoke about? Everything. Um, the breadth of them. And... Okay, you know what? The topics that are discussed. So, you know, there's like a... Have you ever, have you ever noticed that there's, like, a general... Across all universities, ISOC event structure, right? Where they start with um, some guy reciting something from the Qur'an. Yeah. And then they, like, have an introduction like the head brother or something gives an introduction and then the speaker comes on and then there's like a question-answer thing. Have you ever noticed how whenever they recite something from the beginning, right, when they're reciting from the Qur'an, the verses they're reciting has nothing to do with the topic. I I wouldn't agree. Dude, every time I've been to an event and they're reciting from the Qur'an... No, we've been to marriage events. (laughs) (laughs) But they they weren't reciting ayats from the Qur'an that had anything to do with marriage. Actually, I didn't go to that event, did I? No, I went to that event. What what did they read before that? I can't remember Mm. what they read, but I remember thinking, why aren't they reading ayats that have something specifically to do with marriage?
0: Uh, I don't know. I think they do.
1: I don't know. I mean, a lot of the time... Okay, do you know what? Okay, we we
0: had a charity auction. The ayats before that were definitely... They were to do with giving charity.
1: Okay, but I have all. But most of the time, when I go to an event, yeah. they're always the ayat they're reciting are to do with knowledge, which okay, generally, yeah, that's great because you know you're at the, at the event to gain knowledge, but you know if if we're people of Quran and Sunnah, right, and what we're talking about is relating to the Quran, then more than the general topic, should the specific topic that we're talking about relate more to the ayat that we're reciting? I mean, that will, it, I think it's a good precursor to like, okay, where, you know, Allah mentions this topic. This is something that's important that we should be talking about. I don't know. Maybe, okay, maybe, maybe I'm just like hypercritical about um, things like structure. Do you know why? For me, it's because I don't like the topics that we talk about in ISOX. Okay. Yeah. We always talk about, I mean, yeah, it's necessary, but like, we used to, we always talk about
0: like, really like um, complicated things type. I think I think uh, maybe we're a bit passionate about this because the whole point of Bahath as a website was to find interesting and unique um, yeah unique um, like concepts and ideas from the Islamic community that's the whole point of the website yeah um, uh, and so we like our events to be in the same um, it's that it's that idea of being unique yeah
1: because Go to an ISOC event It's about marriage Or It's about Like Um Like Like Gog and Magog Or something Or like I would love like, if they did Gog and Magog Why? Everything's always about eschatology We don't always need, Like eschatology Like yeah Eschatology
0: has its place No I would I would love if they do eschatology It's a lot about there's about I think it's I think it's what people um, Think about When they think about students Is that they'll do stuff about Like chastity And um sabar and um let me think back like stories stories about stories from the sahaba you've heard stories from the sahaba
1: yeah really i've never heard of stories from the sahaba mostly My- what i hear is um uh marriage talks i think everyone can agree that marriage talks are the one things that everyone always talks about and then um things like um even you know even their their the talks that are like oh how to be a Muslim student and things like that, they're kind of like I feel that they they, they need so much more improvement because like they talk about things like um you know with tests and like different du'as that you need you can memorize, you know, to help you with your exams and things like that. But it's like what about um things like giving da'wah in the everyday sense? rather than setting, having to always set up a stall and hand out leaflets. Because da'wah is much more than that. I, honestly, you know what? I think they should... They, when they, because they have da'wah events too. Right? But the way they give da'wah, as in calling to Islam, I think it should be radically changed, the idea of it. Because right now, it's the idea that I feel that a lot of young Muslims have, is that da'wah is, on, is like when you just talk about Islam. But what about the dawah in living Islam? Do you know what I mean? Like you, and I think this is such a big part of Baha'i, because you see all these people, right, that we do articles about, and they are living Islam. They don't have to talk about Islam to give dawah, right? You just have to, like, you just have to be a guy who has a beard, right? Actually, forget that. You you can't. You don't even have to look like you know inverted commas a Muslim. Right, but if what you do, like how you act, is prophetic, that's dawah. People are gonna respond to that. They're like, "Why is he or she doing this this certain way?" Mm-hmm. You know, rather than you know, constantly going, "Oh yeah, but you should be Muslim." Mm-hmm. Did you know that the Quran has fifty five thousand scientific proofs? Did you know this? Did you know that? Like, do Islam th- is not. Did you know?
0: <laughs> do you think the um, variety in terms of the um, type of events? could be um, changed in some way like it was like um brothers football event sisters baking oh, cakes yeah, yeah and dude.
1: then
0: it's like sisters tea night brothers pizza like
1: yeah it's
0: it's always the same
1: yeah in terms of those like not talks in terms of those like social events
0: yeah when we talk when we talk about events we're talking about generally yeah yeah so, you're like, right. educational stuff yeah training stuff God. like in terms of like charity work and then there's obviously like <laughs> those <laughs> those types of events right where it's like um
1: brothers pizza night and like sisters tea like um sisters
0: like bake something or something like that yeah, yeah. and can i just add one thing yeah why is it always that as, why is it always like sisters bake sale why can't we make cakes because we're useless, apparently. I mean... Oh, I can make a sick cake. So can I, but no one wants my talents. Yeah. I can make a fantastic cheesecake. Yeah. I don't know. It's not on some feminism flex. It's just like, why can't we make cakes?
1: Yeah, because it's kind of awkward if you go up to the sisters like, here, I've baked a cake. You can't do that. It's weird. Don't do it, you know? But you... Some, like, I want to bake a cake, man. Yeah.
0: It's
1: like... It's just... That's the thing, you know? Like, things aren't, like, spread out, even the... You know, they're not spread properly enough. Like, I want to have, like, I don't, okay, this is definitely not some feminist thing because, I mean, I remember when I was in the Middle East, this is what we used to do every night after classes. It was um, go and drink tea. So I want a brother's tea night.
0: Why do the sisters get a tea night? Why don't we get a tea night? Okay, so what would you suggest as alternatives? Because it's all, it's all good. all suggesting that the events are not good enough, but what could you suggest okay in terms of
1: sports yeah if we want to do sport type events we we cannot limit ourselves to football last year i remember in my undergrad they started doing cricket as well yeah. that's nice but can we think of other sports maybe what maybe we want to go you know what even like this sounds really weird here have you ever seen
0: squash Do you know how to play squash you like smack it against the wall. Dude, that looks so fun. I want to go do that. To to, to be fair, yeah. Yeah. There was that advocate. Yeah. If they go out and they start making all these events, oh, let's do a basketball event. Let's do a let's do a squash game. Let's do a yeah. let's do a lacrosse thing. Yeah. The turnout's going to be poor. But you, when you do a football event, you know that there's going to be a certain amount of people that turn up just because of the popularity of the sport in this country. But there will going to be one. Cl- yeah, you know, you're right. You're right.
1: You're right. But okay, fair enough. Yeah. But we can do things like paintballing. We can do things like rock climbing. We can do things like what's that? There's that um, go ape, you know? Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. You know, there's loads of other like group activities that you can do, you know. So it's not just like, oh, we've got this um, football, and that's the only group thing we can do. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Maybe you don't want to go to the cinema or something like that, or like you don't want to take the brothers swimming or something, you know. Yeah. But you can go go ape, paintballing. You can go rock climbing, and I've been rock climbing. It's
0: yeah.
1: awesome, you know. And even I mean, I can't speak much for the sisters. I mean, I'm sure that
0: there's some sisters who feel that the, the, their range of activities can vary. Do you think? But... Do you think um, the like the, the the quality of the of the events depends on how strong the bond is between everybody? In terms of everyone, like if you if you help the WhatsApp group. The eyes of WhatsApp group, you're gonna get twenty replies. Yeah. When know? it's like when it's so disconnected, and you're not sure sure who's gonna turn up, then the events kind of they kind of uh, get a little lax. I think it's just like um, I think some people are worried
1: about presenting their opinions because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, they're, I mean, no one's gonna to listen to me anyway, so there's no point. Yeah. But I think that. People should engage a lot more with their ISOCs, especially if they feel that they are they're not very much involved in their ISOCs. I think what's important is that if they start they should engage much more and much more frequently. And if they want to maintain their own thing, that's all well and good. But make sure to engage with your ISOC. That
0: and get your voice heard. So someone made a good point uh, once. Because you know how you have the like um, country uh, nationality-based societies. You have the Bangladeshi society, yeah, yeah. you have the Pakistani society, and the Somali society. Yeah. Someone made the great right point of, yeah, you should do your 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 nationalist thing. Mm-hmm. Um, nationalist, is that rude?
1: You're yeah, a yeah, No, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, of yo, your, country, your thing. country. Yeah,
0: you should do that thing. But but since you you've got uh you're from a Muslim majority nation, then maybe you should collaborate with the Islam, uh, Islamic society in some way. I remember the, the the Somali society. There's something similar.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, like and then you,
0: you like build a legion of of different societies associated with the the main, yeah. And,
1: yeah, I mean, like, like you know, what you do it. That's actually really a really good idea, because, especially say you do with like um, societies which have, uh, which are based on countries that are like Muslim majority countries. Yeah. Like Islam is not monolithic in culture and identity and tradition. Yeah there are so many other things out there so if the yemeni society decides to do an event with um the isoc showing the history of muslims in yemen and the different culture different muslim yemeni
0: identities that's amazing different muslim somali identities different or like scholars muslim... if there was like yeah. a, like um if you highlighted scholars from a, from, from a particular, particular country. country and then someone came and did a talk yeah yeah or that... the egyptian society did a a talk on the azhar
1: yeah that i mean that's interesting i mean when's the isoc? because like okay let's take the azhar idea right the azhar right it's an interesting thing like you want to know like oh how did this come about what is it i mean in this it's an islamic thing obviously but it's not really in the isoc's agenda to talk about the azhar because it's not really relevant do you know what i mean in terms of like you know just your everyday life but if you're doing it with with
0: the Egyptian society, yeah. the Asar is absolutely relevant for Egyptians. The, the only thing, once again, playing devil, devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, the reason why these societies exist normally is because there's a, long, there's a strong like nationalist. Um, yeah. And so when when you have that strong like idea, sometimes the religious aspect is is less, and like, it doesn't even, They don't want to be about Islam, if you know what I mean, which is kind of hypocritical because. I remember there was a Pakistani society and all they did was, like, listen to Bollywood songs and, like, eat some wasa, yeah. which, which, the Islamic Republic of Pakistan, the whole concept of your country is Islam. Yeah. Um, that's problematic. But that's the thing, you know, if,
1: if the ISOC made those moves to encourage such collaborations... Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't think that... Makes... Even if it
0: was from their perspective, like, uh, um, to take advantage... Yeah, quotation marks, so, so to speak. Yeah, you, the these 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 specific societies are gonna want to join the biggest, the biggest group, the biggest society yeah. in the university. Yeah, of course. But, but by by a large margin, in most universities, the largest society is the Islamic society. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many Muslims use the prayer room? You know, they need that
1: those facilities and things like that. Th- these these things should definitely be looked into. Mm-hmm. you know i think it's really important um yeah it's 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 an important thing that we should be looking into
0: yeah so i mean that's an element that perhaps could be improved um i mean, we've kind of made this whole podcast about about the islamic society <laughs> <laughs> um which wasn't our intention but hey people are passionate about things
1: Sometimes.
0: yeah and it is i mean it is an important part
1: of uh university life for muslim
0: yeah so i guess we're gonna we're probably gonna wrap it up now any any last uh comments isa uh no i'm good i think that was i think that was i
1: think that was do
0: you feel do you feel as though you've like you fleshed out all your
1: like let all the demons out yeah
0: this is this was quite a more serious podcast uh, as opposed to the first episode. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, you're just um, yeah. explaining uh, some of your frustrations. And it's all, it's all to benefit, right? Yeah.
1: It's all to to breed that conversation, to help people in, in, in kind of discovering what they want to do. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know I criticise the ISOC a lot. And I, like, as I mentioned earlier, like there are lots of good points to the ISOC, but it's just something that we need to do. I mean, we can't just, you know, be very, you know, passive yeah. people,
0: you know, if we want to things to change, we need to do those, you know? Yeah. I would reiterate your points because, uh, I don't think we would have met if it wasn't for the Islamic society. Right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then there wouldn't be a Bahas. Yeah. But there is a bahas. And there wouldn't be a wax lyrical. There would not be a wax lyrical. That being said...
0: Before we finally close, uh, we have a request. If you could leave a... If you could leave feedback... um, If you're listening on it... If you're listening to this through the iTunes store, then it would be fantastic if you could rate the podcast and leave a lovely comment. um, That would be greatly appreciated. And you can even leave any podcast
1: ideas that you want us to talk about in the future you can tweet us tweet us at Bahath Mag
0: or the, the or the
1: know. wax there's a specific wax lyrical handle it's um at wax, wax lyrical Ly- cast cast wax lyrical cast yeah so that being said this was Issa and Muhammad thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs>
0: do Wax on. Tell your
1: That's racist. <laughs> okay, finito. I'm reloading
0: a, Yeah, a out little the bit. closet.
1: A lot okay, maybe not out of the closet. I mean wait what? <laughs> mm. That's okay. <laughs> mm. I didn't think of that. The first thing I thought of Oh he's oh he's cleaning out my closet. Yeah yeah. See when people say you just said come out of the closet. No, I said come out. I said let out, and then you said the closet, and then I was like, wait, no, what? <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm cleaning out my closet. Doom, 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 doom. That's not my girl. I don't know how I can't remember. It's been a long time.